Welcome to Pagan Spirituality Today. I am your host, Kvaldrida. Today is October the 1st, 2014. You will notice my voice sounds kind of bad today. I'm sort of snuffly. I'm having the worst allergy summer of my life, I would say. I live in central Virginia, near Richmond, for those of you who don't know, and apparently grass and weed pollen, at least this year, has been a daily thing, and it has been almost impossible for me to control, so excuse me if I sound a little sick, a little off. Should you desire, you can email me at paganspiritualitytoday at gmail. The show is hosted at podbean.com. You can leave a comment there if you wish. You could also go to iTunes and leave me a comment, review, or rating there. I would appreciate that. I'm also looking for a place to have some form of a forum, some form of chatting with listeners back and forth. I had a Facebook page for a while. I don't like the way uh, Facebook fan pages work now. They limit how many of the people who are on your fan page actually see your comments unless you pay to boost their distribution. So I won't be going back to Facebook, but I was wondering if any of the listeners had suggestions of some other place that we could meet online, whether that be Pagan Space or some other place that I'm not aware of, um, let me know if you have any suggestions for that. I'm recording in the afternoon today on a weekday, which is unusual for me. Uh, there are some dogs running around here, and the animals outside are making noise. I don't know that I'm going to be able to edit some of those noises out, so we'll just persevere. The main reason that I'm recording in this little bit of time that I have is it's October 1st. My last show was in July, if I remember correctly. At my house, we have kind of a three-tiered system as far as priorities go. Priority number one is work, doing the laundry, cleaning the house, the basic things that you have to do to make life work. At my house, priority number two is farm improvements, farm repairs, things like that. And priority number three is where enjoyable things, hobbies, taking trips, doing things like that ends up coming in. And the simple fact is that Oni and I have not found a way to take care of all of priority number one and number two on a regular basis where there's really a lot of time left for priority number three. We are overstretched as things are. And Oni is going to be returning back to work hopefully in the next month or two. So we are considering downsizing the farm to some degree. We are considering reducing other priorities to the extent that we can so that we can find a way to fit more of the enjoyable things in, fit more of our hobbies and priorities of that kind of thing. We haven't gone anywhere other than to visit friends. We haven't gone to a battlefield or Colonial Williamsburg or Jamestown, touristy type things, things we've talked about literally for several years. Those places I'm mentioning, Jamestown and Williamsburg, they're half an hour from my house, 45 minutes. We have not gone there in three years, yet we talk about it regularly. That is the main reason why I'm having such a hard time getting this podcast together. I'm not finding the time that I need 
quiet time, time when something else isn't going on, to sit down. So I thought today I would bang something out really quick. So here's what's going on with us. I'm entitling today's episode, Spiritual Reset. In my last episode, I talked about how I was having some problems feeling connected towards my spirituality, or at least certain aspects of my spirituality. As I said, if I'm doing a ceremony or a ritual or divination, everything works as it is supposed to. I am getting answers. I am feeling as though the magic is doing its thing. I am feeling as though I'm getting response from spirit. But somehow I don't feel that close sense of connection that I had felt for much of my spiritual life. And I have been kicking around at ideas about how do I go about fixing that. So that's what we're going to talk about today. How do I go about fixing that sort of thing? And see if that's going to be comparative to what you folks do, or if perhaps that's helpful to you. This is not the first time this kind of thing has happened to me. I feel like the spiritual journey is really a set of hills and plateaus. You work your way up a hill, you increase your understanding of some aspect of self or of spirit, and then eventually you reach a plateau where you're just cruising along on flat ground for a while. I feel like the hills that I've done in the last two or three years are smaller and closer together. The plateaus in my past might go on for a while, a year or two, because you've gain some greater understanding of something and you're just kind of easing along. I feel like I've been going through a series of molehills, very small little bumps of growth, tiny little plateaus, small bumps of growth. But in the last 18 months or so, Oni and I have been working very hard on a particular part of our path. It's a very private thing that we don't really talk about other than to say that we are expressing our spirituality in a somewhat different way, in addition to the paganism that we talk about here, I feel like we have grown a lot in that side of spirit work, in that side of our practice. What has suffered is our connection in a daily kind of way. I know this is sounding kind of hard to understand and I don't exactly know how to put it. So let me just say, I used to feel connected to God or the gods, any way that you want to see that, in a moment to moment kind of way. I used to feel when I saw the sun, I might think of Suna, the Norse goddess of the sun, or I might think of Odin when a really bad storm would come through in his Wode aspect, the German god of fury. And I don't mean think of these things in an intellectual sense. I mean I would feel connected to the energy behind that divine presence in that moment of real life. Sometimes that still happens, but it happens less often than it did in the past. And I feel like the weight of my daily life. I don't use the word mundane anymore. I don't think there is a difference between your mundane life and your spiritual life. At least 
Not a difference that you should be accentuating. If anything, it's a difference you should be reducing, in my opinion. Anyway, in the normal work-a-day chores of life, I don't feel as connected as I once did. So, after a lot of thought, I decided that one thing that I need to do is meditate, which, by the way, I'm not very good at, and it turns out after years of inaction, I'm really not good at. Focusing my mind has become something of a wild fury, something out of control, and that is a very good sign, at least in my view, as to where my problems are. The problem I have with connection is not an external one. It's an internal one because I am having a great deal of difficulty focusing my mind on what it is that I want to pay attention to, my spiritual self. So I've started meditating again. I am in many ways going back to the beginning, what I'm calling a spiritual reset. I am going back to the practices that I did at the beginning of my spiritual life. Regular prayer without a specific purpose, just getting in front of gods and talking, sharing whatever, doing some meditation, spending more reflective time in my day. Even if that's three minutes during the workday. I drive a truck, for those of you who don't remember. So if I get to my next stop and I notice the moon, for instance, I'll sit there and contemplate my own thoughts, contemplate the moon, contemplate the energy of the moon for, say, a minute or two minutes. It doesn't sound like much, and maybe for other people it wouldn't work. But for me, it is re-establishing some sense of the divine in the moment-to-moment aspect of life, which is what I'm trying to do. Another thing that I have noticed that I think about a lot is that Oni and I practice more or less alone at this point. We have always been social people when it comes to religiosity. We feel like we enjoy our religion when we share it more. Sometimes we've thought of that as a crutch. Sometimes we've thought of that as a problem. And we kind of work to get away from that in the idea that if you are strong enough in your religion, you don't need a lot of people around, it doesn't need to be a social event. And I'm not speaking about the potluck part that comes after a ritual or drinking a lot, since we're not drinkers. I mean the actual practice of a ritual. The actual connecting to God is so much more fulfilling for me when I can feel the connection of other people around me. We thought about it, and even though we have had very little success in meeting friends that we feel strongly towards in the Richmond area, we've decided to start an actual coven, which we are calling Hallowstead Coven. That is also the name of our farm, by the way, Hallowstead Farm. We started a meetup group as a way of sorting through potential applicants. No one can come to any coven function, any ritual, until they've come to the meetup at least twice. We're calling the meetup events Pagan Chat Time. And it's just an opportunity for us to feel people out, talk to them a little bit about what we're doing, about what their interests are. 
and then we're going to do a standard one-year apprenticeship type of thing. We're not asking people to learn anything specific or have a specific set of instruction. It's just we're going to meet once a month, every month, in the coven going forward, and we need people that can commit to that once a month and who are going to enjoy what we're doing and we're going to enjoy their company and that's how you get into the coven. It's really the most basic possible thing. But Oni and I have had a problem in the past with really liking someone very quickly and they've been able to keep their crazy in check for those first couple of meetings or they're not crazy but it turns out they're unbearably unreliable we just we're not interested in that at this point you know if if someone doesn't have space for a once a month commitment to a coven that's fine but we can't worship with them the coven is a way for us to look for growth opportunities the more time i have found that i spend with other spiritual people doing spiritual work the more opportunities I find for my own growth. Sometimes it's through teaching other people. Sometimes it's through resolving conflicts, whether they be mine or someone else's. Sometimes the other folks show me something about myself that has kind of atrophied or isn't in the place that I would want it to be. I find that you have to put your religion, your spirituality into practice, into some sort of real-world use if you want it to continue to grow, if you want it to continue to blossom and mature over time. I was listening to a podcast the other day uh, about Habitat for Humanity, and the founder, Millard Fuller, said something really interesting Obviously, for those of you who don't know, Habitat for Humanity is a volunteer organization that builds homes for very poor people without interest, although they do have to pay for the homes, but all the labor is volunteer, so they're very cheap. And it has a very Christian sense to it. Most of the people in it are Christian. Millard Fuller is a Christian. However, it is not required that you be a Christian. I have looked into volunteering with Habitat before. But Millard was talking about how people doing the volunteer work for Habitat for Humanity are doing it generally from a religious or spiritual point of view. The idea that service, putting your values into practice, is how one experiences their religion most fully. And he gave this funny analogy. He talked about if you go to the fair and you get cotton candy, it looks like this giant amount of food, this big piece of sweet candy that you're going to eat but if you squeeze it down and press it and mold it and push it down to its smallest component what you have essentially is this tiny little ball of sticky candy material and the rest of it is just air and he was saying a lot of people's religious expression is cotton candy there's nothing there if you squeezed it down you would find that generally it's just a lot of air they're not really doing anything that struck me in the particular place that i am in my life i have said this to many pagans over the years your 
religion is supposed to be something that you bring into the world. In my opinion, it's not something that's in your head, per se. And a lot of pagans are uh, honestly against that idea. Like, why can't my religion just be something that's in my head? Why do I have to live it? Why do I have to express it in the real world? And I think this analogy explains better than anything I have thought of as to why. There is a huge difference between a lived spiritual practice and an intellectual spiritual practice. They are almost unrelated, in my opinion. So, the coven is about me and Oni. There's no question about that. We're not pretending to teach other people or bring some great advance to their spiritual life. It's about advancing our spiritual lives. We're just hoping that advancing our life in this setting is also assisting others in advancing their lives. But this is how we have decided to reset our spiritual selves. We are evaluating where we are. We are evaluating where we have been. And then we're trying to set a course as to where are we trying to get to. And I think every spiritual person over the course of time has to do that same thing. Everyone will organically come to a point where you have moved as far as you can. You have understood as much as you can without new experiences, fertile conversations, other things coming in other than yourself, other expressions of spirit, other ways of looking at spirit. You have to be involved in something, something in the physical world, at least, at least I think so. So that's what we're doing for a spiritual reset. Another issue I've been thinking about a lot lately is kindness. I don't think I'm as kind a person as I once was. I think I am more cynical a person, particularly if I listen to PST shows from 2008 and 2009. I remember being different. I don't remember exactly when this change took place, but I remember being more interested in other people. I remember being more kind, I guess, towards other people. I remember being more accepting of people than I feel like I am now. I didn't intend to take this turn in my course, and I don't think that it was helpful. If I were the kind of person that was giving away all my money and hurting myself because I'm being kind to people that don't like me or taking advantage of me, obviously I would have had to have made a change, but that isn't what was happening. I just feel like I got sour at some point, that there came a time where I felt less inclined towards kindness in a general sort of way, and I don't think that's good for me, personally. I don't think it's good for the world in general, but I'm not in charge of the world in general, only myself. I think it hurts my enjoyment of life. I think it hurts my expression of my spirituality. I think it makes it more difficult for me to connect to people on the kind of level that I want to, that I feel socially, spiritually, that I need to. I've been thinking a lot about that in the last few weeks, and I'm not entirely sure 
what to do about it exactly, except spend more time being introspective. Play back in my head to some degree interactions I have with people and ask myself, is this the interaction you wanted to have? Is this the response or the behavior that you wanted to have? Would you, given the chance, speak that way again? Would you respond that way again? It has caused me to be a little more deliberate in the way that I deal with people. Which is not to say that I have been terribly successful yet, but I definitely feel like I'm moving in a direction, in a direction that I think I need to move in. The fact that it might be beneficial to the rest of the world is just a happy accident. One of the things that I'm always surprised by, truly cynical, unfriendly people always seem to think that that behavior is somehow helping them, that their lives are somehow better through that cynicism, through that meanness. Yet, the most cynical people I've ever known are the most unhappy people I've ever known. It doesn't seem coincidental to me. I don't know why I didn't think about that in reference to myself sooner. There are times that I feel less happy than I would prefer to be. There are times that I feel less of an enjoyment of my life than I would prefer to have. Why it had not occurred to me that cynicism or a lack of kindness may have something to do with that, I don't know. It just didn't. Since it has, it has given me a great deal of pause. It has made me think twice about the way I interact with people and about the way I judge people. By the by, I am not suggesting nor am I claiming that it is my attempt to stop judging people. I think to judge, by which I mean to determine for yourself what is good, what is bad, what you like, what you don't like, is human. There is pointless judging, saying that you're better than someone. And then there's sensible judgment. I don't want to let that weird hitchhiker holding the severed human head into the car because I wonder if maybe that's a bad idea. Judgment is not inherently bad. It is what you do with judgment that matters. At least, that's what I think. Anyway, I'm going to stop here because I want to really get this show put together and banged out in a couple of days. I want to thank everyone for listening. I want to thank everyone that has emailed me over the summer since my last episode. I have enjoyed every one of your emails. I was so grateful to receive them. And I hope I receive some more emails after this episode. Please do leave me a review or a rating at iTunes. It will help bring the podcast out of the graveyard where it has been. I really appreciate anything that you have to say and any feedback that you have. I am thankful that I am able to sit down and have these conversations as infrequent as they are. And do realize that I am trying to make them more frequent. It is important to me, although that would not appear so based on how often I record. Think about what we've talked about today as far as resetting your spiritual life, if that's something that you need to do. If you have thoughts or ideas about how a person can do that or how you have done that in the past, I would love to hear about that. Please write me. Let me know about it. Until next time, peace and blessings. Mm-hmm.